Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how's it going? LJ, we're doing good. It El is Estudiante. Yes, uh, still at college, fourth day of classes, so haven't, haven't flunked out yet. So that's certainly oh, wait, good. Wait, attendance checkup. Have not missed a class. And that includes 100%. that includes an 8 a.m. today on Thursday and an 8 a.m. on Tuesday. So are we are we giving bonus points for those or well, it's a required class. So it's like, no, it's just like part of the schedule. But no, I'm doing good, you know, but having to wake up at such an early time is is not good. No point no. Well, yeah, speaking of time, Brandon, do you ever wonder what time it is? I certainly do. Well, as you should. I mean, back in my med- my days in the medical field, I was once asked to perform surgery on a grape. And the only sad thing is I ended up showing up 15 minutes late to the surgery, Brandon. 15. That's half of 30. And that grape, because of my tardiness, almost lost his life. Now, of course, this story is fictional, but that fictional story could have been prevented if I had a watch from LaTerrain.com. Look, at LaTerrain.com, you can get very fashionable watches at a relatively affordable price. Brandon, what are you? what's your eye catching these days? Legacy 2, baby. Legacy 2, I'm probably going to order a Legacy 2 tomorrow. I'm not going to lie. If are I you going to use I, code MLB daily? I will be using code MLB daily. Code MLB daily will save me 10% off on my watch. And I'll be riding that shopping high right on over to the Crocs store to get myself some red, white, and blue American flag Crocs. Mm, love Sounds it. like a day. It does with labor day coming up. Uh, so day. very exciting, but LJ, shall we get right into it? Yeah, I believe we should uh, leave this day off with a bang and a bang as we got a Double home run history maker today in the Mets-Marlins game. Uh, Miguel Rojas and Jonathan VR were the two respective leadoff hitters for the two teams. They both hit leadoff home runs on the first pitch. 
in this game, making this the first time that this has happened in MLB history. Crazy. Like you, you would think that it's in any game that this would have happened. And also this, this makes me think it seems like every year we get stuff that happens in games that has never happened. Yeah. That's because we find the obscure stuff. But this isn't even that obscure. Like this is, I mean, this is. Let's, all right, let's call all outs one, or no, all all in play outs one possibility. Okay. So you have that, you have a single, double, triple, strikeout, walk. Let's call Catcher's it interference, hit by no, no, pitch. I, I know, I know, but like, let's, let, let's go with the standard six to make it easy. You have one of six options every time you go up to the plate. The odds of both of those guys getting the exact same option are very low. You then add on to the fact that I'm just going to pull this number out of thin air and say 160 pitches on average are thrown in a game. Per team, yeah. Per team, yeah. So what are the odds that both of those outcomes would happen on the exact same Pitch number out of 160. No, I get it. But that's why I think it's it's not that cherry picked. I mean, it's just like it's the yeah. first pitch of the game. Like it's not like it, it's not like they're saying it's the 10th pitch. Like it's the first pitch. And of course, we don't all also don't entirely know. Don't get me wrong. This is incredibly impressive. I am incredibly enthused by this. I was totally my idea to lead this off just as a, a proper as a proper lead off would be but the other thing we always have to remember with these types of first time game situations is we don't have incredibly accurate data i mean we've been playing baseball it feels like since we were having to chisel the score onto stone tablets so the first half half century of baseball is not the best recorded statistically particularly for this stuff. I mean, frankly, we don't, I think you could say we don't have highly accurate stuff until at least the seventies and for what stats. Yeah. No, no. We have very accurate stuff up until about 1910. No, 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 no. no. I mean like pitch, pitch by pitch. Yeah. Yeah. But about 1910 still. Yep. They were these, there's a site it's called retro sheet. Their entire goal is to get box scores and go pitch by pitch as far back as they can. I believe they have some games in the 1910s uh, on there. They like it's crazy what that site has done. Look into it at some point. It's an insane project. I will. But when the MLB references a lot of these stats, they go with the eras because of pitch tracking technologies stuff like that like there, yeah. have been a, there have been a lot of developments to make it accurate and precise to the point where it's like we can definitively tell these are records and that that largely started 50 plus years ago so there is a lot of baseball's history that we have not um don't have necessarily recorded perfectly so right now on retro sheet, they have a game from 1871. It doesn't have pitch by pitch, but it has the starting lineups 
and the winning and losing pitcher. That's still impressive that they somehow figured that out. Uh, Also, there was a game on, or no, never mind. Why traveling into the old, uh, the old caves where the uh, baseball cave men used to live in Cleveland, Ohio, and finding. Let's see. So if I go, so I'm on the. I'm at the 1910 season. If I click April 26th, I just click, all right, box score. Discrepancies. All right, so they literally list on here the two things that are a bit uh, different. Game ended with zero outs in bottom of the ninth. He got an, oh, okay. So some guy ended up with an extra, like, third of an inning pitched when maybe he shouldn't have. See, so like it's still not completely accurate, but it's like it's really yeah. close. Yeah, but you you can't rely on that for the hit no. making of the histories. Um, I fair question though, which do you think Tony La Russa preferred, <laughs> the stone tablets or the modern game changer? He's a dead ball era guy, so it's the LJ. What do you mean tablet? Like if. If you put a tablet in front of him, I think his brain would explode. Like, no, no, he, no, come on. He's got family. He had some a little bit of free time in between his managing days. What I'm pretty sure he has is a huge ass iPad from about 2012 that he does everything on. Yeah, that's it. The one that, with like the it. thick charger, like the real thick yep. charger, like that. Yep. And he's probably still picture. he's probably still one of the guys that's got like a Blackberry phone too. Um, yep, that's the charger. LJ literally just held it up onto the camera. Yep. Um, yeah. No, honestly, I could see it. I mean, how many how many older people do we know? Like a lot. Speaking of things that are not changing well with the times, Brandon. It has been leaked or released or whatever you'd like to call it. The parameters of the potential service time changes in the MLB's proposal to the Players Association for the upcoming CBA. In my opinion, they are no bueno. Would you like to, LJ, I'll have you read exactly what it is because I would just get too mad reading it. So I'll have you. All right. I'm going to paraphrase because it's a pretty lengthy article. Um, Basically, in order to take away the service time manipulation idea that the a lot of the teams have used with guys like Chris Bryant, Vlad Guerrero, where they pushed his pushed the start of his major league career until the point where they can get an extra year out of him service time wise. In order to get rid of that, they have now proposed an idea where every single player becomes a free agent at their age 29 and a half off season. So once you're 29 and a half, you can then go into free agency. So like, then, well, like what if you turn 29 and a half, like my, my birthday is Feb- February 8th. What if I turn 29 and a half then when am I a free agent after that year? Well, you're 29 and a half in what you said, February, February. Well, I mean, Ooh, that's an interesting point. Like, at, what point I... it, at what point does it cut off? Cause I, I don't know exactly when their cutoffs are um, for spring or like, training, what if it's spring training rosters? November LJ, like when, 
free agency is about to hit like do you get it then like what if it's the yeah, day after the you can file for free agency when is the point well yeah because then you'll have a guy that's like 28 who's getting it like you can't even enforce that with the way the mlb schedule is well here's i'll, I'll share one thing that's good about this after but here's my after. thought you can you can probably like there's so many ways you can screw this up i mean what if you're like the day before the technical season starts and you turn 29 and a half. Are you able to? Yeah, I have a feeling what they do is if you're going to be 29 and a half before February 14th, you can file in November. If you yeah. aren't in your the next year, which either way screwed up. I'll tell you, I do not like this. And a lot of this kind of stems down to the fact that every single player that comes out of high school, every single international amateur free agent that signs with big league hopes gets absolutely screwed over by this idea. I mean, can you imagine if we have to wait another six more years just for Juan Soto to get paid? Juan Soto. Okay. Vladdy, who is 22 right now. So Wander's 20. Vladdy's actually 22 and a half. So that's literally seven years. All right. Yeah. So he'll be a free agent in 2020 after the 2028 season. Yeah. That's all right, LJ. That's okay. Yeah. You know, just, just let her, I mean, yeah, but now then if you're someone like the blue Jays, you have so much leverage over that guy, like an insane amount of leverage. Oh, it's ridiculous. So now explain what this a billion dollar pool thing is yeah so basically they i don't entirely understand this which is i think part of the oh okay i I figured out okay um arbitration eligibility is presently determined by service time under the current system players qualify for arbitration upon reaching three years of mlb service players in the top 22 percent of service among those with between two and three years will also reach arbitration as super two qualifiers yeah the team and players can't grant salary okay that wasn't where i was meaning to go um the pool yeah so basically to summarize because they don't have a a clear way that makes me understand it without which just makes like like just to say if it's taking it if it's taking us who literally have podcasted every single day of the season and follow the league on a 365 days a year basis. If we can't even like figure out how to summarize this to explain it, you already know that it's bad. Um, yeah. So basically in short, rather than the, rather than having arbitration, there is now going to be a billion dollar pool for next season, next off season in which the, players that would be under arbitration or are under arbitration under this new collective bargaining agreement. It's the way that they get their money. So it gets divided out to the players from this billion dollars. It is not clear when you're eligible. Yeah, actually, no, that's where it says it is also not clear 
how that money would be distributed and how arbitration eligibility would be determined if the sides were to abandon service time considerations. Well, here's the thing, LJ, is that in that in that Sherman article or in the John Heyman article, he said that the MLBPA responded very negatively to the league's initial proposal. Now, dumbass. Okay, now, if that's where they're starting with this, right, like this is the starting point. What else are they going to like try to pull on the players? I mean, this is just we aren't even in like the preliminary talks of the CBA. This is just like a loose thing that just kind of got floated out there. I mean, this is like what else is there to come? Is this going to be 1994 all over again? Because I know a lot of people on Twitter and I've read people who literally stopped watching baseball because of what happened. And with the way that they botched the 2020 season, that comeback, you know, I just hope that they can figure it out and that the PA and the owners at some point draw a line and say, okay, we need to actually get baseball played. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be pretty. And I think no matter how much they gain, the league is going to find some way to screw the association. Like they're going to find they're they're going to ask for so much up front that something is going to sneak its way through, whether it's on this front or another. Right. But let's get back to the whole ramifications of abandoning service time, or any or any any idea of service time going straight to this 29 and a half. Not only do you have the lack of caring for how long that these top players, these players that are coming up at 19 years old, how long they're going to have to be under team control. Not only does that not get considered, but a overall, I would say a pretty mutually beneficial plan that has gone in place for years of buying out arbitration years, buying out a player's time, giving them guaranteed money in their second or third year in exchange for cheaper arbitration years and or extra years on the back end. That's something that has happened for a very long time in baseball, something that has worked incredibly well, I have to say, because if you're the player, you get guaranteed money for X amount of years, you're probably set for life by signing that deal, even though you're not going to make the maximum potential earnings. And on the other side, you save a lot of money against the luxury tax by not having to pay through the arbitration. If you're going to have these guys be under the team control for eight, nine years already, there is very little incentive for those deals to take place anymore. And I think that was one of the better parts of the way these things have been negotiated in the past. Yeah. And it's look, obviously there's no like perfect solution, right? Like that's that, that's the thing with sports is that when you have a player's association that of course is going to look out for the players, that's literally their job. And then you have the owners who their best interest is to make a lot of money to keep these, the sport going there's going to be a point where they both want something that just isn't attainable and you have to give a little, it's just how much do we let slip through the cracks and how much do we, how far do we want to push the line? Look, I am vehemently against, I've 
exposed it before, quote unquote, players leagues, because at the end of the day, I understand and accept this as a business. And while I do think it should be a business of love in which you're putting forth the most ethical product towards your fans and towards your employees, I understand that no matter what, the teams are largely the boss and they should have at least an even amount on the wheel. Like if we have to say how how many, what percentage of hands are on the wheel, if we're just going to make it percentages, MLB right now, I would say is maybe, would you say 70-30 for the owners? Whereas the NBA is maybe 90-10 for the players. And the NBA has in many parts been a disaster. Their ratings have been a disaster because there is no pushback to whatever the, the players want. There's no well, that's because no they're that's because they don't have like an like they're the guy that's in charge of the league, Adam Silver, the commish, he's just like a puppet. It's just like yeah, he, he has no backbone. But Brandon, this started years ago. This yeah, but same with the 70s. I know, but you could argue that Rob Rob Manfred is a worse commissioner than Adam Silver. I would rather have Rob Manfred than Adam Silver. No. At least Adam Silver isn't making game-breaking rules and like changing the actual gameplay of basketball. He made it better this offseason. He changed the stupid foul rule when you can jump into the guy and get fouled. Rob Manfred just adds stuff that is just I, I hate when they can we can we get back to the pitch clock conversation in this CBA? Because I haven't heard that talked about in a while. And it kind of needs to happen. It's the perfect solution. Oh, yeah. Whatever happened with, like, that that one minor league that was doing, like, expanded bases, uh, automatic oh, strike zone, you can only throw over on certain uh, – or throw okay, over like, thing was dumb. Overall, You can only pick off two good. times. So after you throw over twice, realistically, you could take the biggest lead you <laughs> – <laughs> you want i mean yeah but like you could just step off now, is, like, it, is it two times in a pitch in a pitch or in a bat two times per plate appearance that is oh anyway i do have a positive to this whole service time thing one it gets all of the latin american age lying thing out of there like that that no longer will exist in baseball Hopefully. Well, Brandon, if you're Albert, if you are Albert Pujols, it still you, matters what their age is. Like, no, 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 no. If you're Albert Pujols and you're claiming yourself as a 19 year old super prospect right now that's just coming up for the St. Louis Cardinals, and you know that because you're actually 32, you could be a free agent next year. What? Does he know he's actually like? Did he know he was actually thirty-two? Because there's sometimes where they actually don't know. All right. You you know generally within the year. Come on. The majority I'm just of these guys know to help they're... out Albert in this case. Look, the fact that Albert came up and was rookie of the year at forty-five is amazing to me, but. 21 i'm sorry 21 if he was sorry, sorry, the year sorry. at 45 he'd be 65 now. yeah yeah I'm sorry we're gonna disconnect um <laughs> but 
but no, you see my point though. Like there, there, we all know that with the international amateurs, there is a lot of age manipulation for whatever reasons when they're being signed before they're signed. And I think this gets a lot rid of a lot of it because they want, they would want to get to free agency sooner. The question that then becomes is what about guys who've already lied about their age? Like what if there, what if there is a 26 year old guy from the DR? I'm just throwing it out there who claims he's 26, 26 on his baseball card. All of a sudden this CBA rule rule passes in the CBA and he all of a sudden outs himself as being 30 so he can get his free agency. Would they let him change it? What would happen? What would be the ramifications there? It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. There's so many questions and, you know, I'm happy that this is just a proposal and that we were able to get this much content out of it, but for God's sakes, let's not make this a thing or else I just know we're not going to be able to stop talking about it. So okay, let's just something else in this, like try again, MLB, like we, we are totally up for a second chance. Let's, let's just restart. <laughs> let's go from scratch and maybe something that doesn't ruin Albert Pujols' 56th birthday party, which also happened to be on the day he made his MLB debut. All right. Award time. Award time. The MLB announced all their monthly awards for August. Uh, we'll start off at least impressive award to most impressive award. And we'll start off with the relievers of the month. The Indians, Emmanuel Classe and the Brewers, Devin Williams, were named MLB relievers of the month for August. Classe took home the award after not allowing a run in all of August. Williams did not allow any earned runs. Classe, six for six in save appearances. Uh, and Williams struck out 22 in his 14 and played uh, in his 14 appearances. Look, I, I kind of want to have a brief talk about Devin Williams and where all the love went. Because his numbers are really good this year. And he had a rough start and people him. were hating on it. Everybody, everybody hated him. And I think that overall passes by a trend I've noticed throughout the MLB community that whether they want to admit it or not, whether they actually believe they think it or not, I think a lot of people have illegitimized the awards last year with the exception of Freddie Freeman's MVP. I'm not sure why that's the only one that seems gay in any respect. Maybe it's just because it's Freddie, but everyone else, it seems to either they've been forgotten about or they don't care or anything. I mean, Jose Abreu gets no love. Devin Williams gets no love. Kyle Lewis gets no love. Yeah, no. Oh yeah. LJ. Trevor, Trevor Bauer got love, but we see where that got him. 
Uh, I just posted in our doc here, Devin Williams baseball savant numbers. Yeah, that's a lot of red. A lot of red. 99th percentile whiff percentage, 98th percentile strikeout percentage. Jeez. Filthy stuff. And he's got that one pitch that's like, it's like a screwball changeup. He oh, called the airbender? it the airbender. Oh, yeah, that's love it. Uh, and then Emmanuel Class A, LJ. I mean, we were high on him at, uh, earlier in the year. He never really slowed down. I mean, he's still been really good. We just, you know, the Indians aren't very, very relevant. Talk about a lot of red. Class A is in the 99th percentile for almost everything here. Uh, Yeah, two of the best relievers in the league, and hopefully they're good for a long time. Who was the AL Cy Young last year? The American League Cy Young, LJ. Why? You can't remember it off your head either, can you? Okay, I feel less bad about this. Because, again, how can I not remember who the Cy Young was literally last season? How the hell? Oh, no. No. Okay, yeah, no, I got it. It was, it was Shane Bieber. It was Shane Bieber. There oh, yeah. I was like, what a – it's because he has – it's because he's been – has he still been out, like – he hasn't pitched lately, has he? If he has, this has been the quietest I've ever seen Shane Bieber. There's no way he's pitched lately. No. Yeah, no, only 90 innings on the season. Yeah, he was done in June. That's right. All right. Uh, pitcher- Shout out to Shane Bowers, though. Jake Bowers? No, Shane Bowers. Who is Shane Bowers? Pitcher from the 1997 1997- Minnesota Twins. He had an 807 ERA in 19 innings pitched. I'm pretty sure the only reason his name is ever going to live on is because when you type in Shane and Shane B to try to go to Shane Bieber, the only other option to accidentally click on is Shane Bowers. Interesting. <laughs> well, the pitchers of the month, we've certainly talked a lot about these guys the last few days and we won't repeat it. Um, you can go check out our other shows for that or check out the best of show on Monday. But that's Wabi- a lot of pressure that I'm going to actually get, this, <laughs> get the right things into the show. <laughs> well, LJ, our guy, Wabi Way. Wabi Way. And Adam Wayne White are the August pitchers of the month. Wayno is 40 years old. Robbie Ray is Wobby Way. Way is now competing with, with Garrett Cole, Lance Lynn, and Carlos Rodon for the AL Cy Young. Uh, listen to our extended breakdown on all of them. Uh, I think it was two days ago, or no, it was yeah. last night for Robbie Ray, two days ago for Wayno. Yeah, we did most of the NL. We did just about everybody two nights ago. And then it went additionally into Robbie Ray. Honestly, so I am going to be taking some time off to go to school after tomorrow. But when we come back, we should dive headfirst into the MVP conversation and talk Very about Very deep dive. Outside chances. But if we're going to do that, we need to find like our definitive criteria like we did with the Scion. Because I think we did a really good job with our Scion criteria. Yeah, we like took like the the high like the top five players in war, and then we also added our own criteria to that. Yes, no, I well, no, I'm not sure if you were looking at war. I think the whole point the point was 
you had to pass basically the eye test and the highs and the lows high and low test my my eye test at first is just like if you're like you have to have a reasonable amount of war like because i know that that adjusts for a lot of stuff that like the stuff that we're counting doesn't but our adjustment is like it adds a human element to it yeah it adds a human element you see i'm going even farther to the human element because with the guys i was bringing up if i can't remember your name off the top of my head to put you in the silent conversation you don't deserve to be there i mean true but also like uh i feel like we shouldn't treat a national attention uh to anything because uh, felix hernandez won it a couple years when he absolutely should have won it when he was on one of the worst teams in the league so it varies all right well rookies of the month lj wait breaking 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 wander walked wander has extended his on base streak we love it I think that ties in with Ott now. The second Ott. Tied with Mel Ott. Uh, all right. The rookies of the month. LJ, you'll be happy about this one. Because Bobby. Throbby. Throbby Dahlbeck of the Boston Red Sox named the American League Rookie of the Month. And Frank Schwindel of the Cubs for NL Rookie of the Month. Throbby, throbby. You want to hear his stats, LJ? Should I should I list them yeah, all? Yes, so I would like to hear them again. A slash line of 339, 431, 774. 21 hits, four doubles, a triple, seven homers, 21 RBIs across 24 games. Batted three for four with two home runs and a career best seven RBI on August 26 against the Minnesota Twins. Became the sixth player in history to log at least two homers and seven RBI in a game as the number nine hitter in the first since Jackie Bradley Jr. did it for the Red Sox in in August 2015. What can I say? We know how to get get production from the bottom of the lineup. Look. I talked about it last week, but I stand by it. I'm not sure why this guy can't motivate himself, but he desperately needs competition to be decent. Like they finally actually brought him in adequate guys who could replace him in Travis Shaw and Kyle Schwarber this past month, really since the trade deadline. And that has really seemed to be the motivating factor. I think that's got, that must've been the straw that kind of broke him out of yeah, either that or he just really needs the heat. Uh, the other players that were receiving votes for the AL were June's winner, Ryan Mountcastle, Tristan McKenzie of the Indians, Wander Franco, and Shane McClanahan for the Rays, and Randy Arozarena. Wow, three rookies. Uh, Daniel Lynch of the Royals and Luis Garcia of the Astros. But Frankie Schwindel gets it for the Cubbies, huh? Frankie, all I do is Schwindle. Would you like to hear his stat line? Yes, please. Batted 344, 33 for 96, with 16 runs scored, 
eight doubles, a triple, six home runs, 18 RBIs, and a 635 slugging percentage over 26 games played. He logged an extra base hit in seven consecutive games from August 12th to the 18th, becoming the Cubs' first right-handed hitter to accomplish the feat since Aramis Ramirez in July 2009. Tallied at least one hit in 15 of 16 games from August 3rd to the 18th, slashing 397, 435, 741 during the stretch. Fantastic. The others receiving votes for NL Rookie of the Month included the Marlins, Jazz Chisholm, and Brian De La Cruz. Uh, July's winner, Jonathan India, and Vladimir Gutierrez of the Reds. David Bednar of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Edmundo Sosa of the Cardinals. Connor Joe of the Rockies. Tyler Gilbert of the Diamondbacks. And Aaron Ashby. Uh, nice to see him getting on the list for the Brewers. Edmundo Sosa. I mean, we haven't accurately kept records all year. We should start doing that. But he might he might be kind of a shocking pick to have made our team of the month, but not win rookie of the month. Yeah, you know. Be the first rookie to do that. No, well, you know what? Another guy who was who I just read on for AL, uh, Randy Arozarena made the team of the month. Did he? Yep. I thought you joked about that. No, serious. I was serious. Randy Arozarena. Oh yeah. All right, first two. He had like he had like he hit like three sixty this month or something crazy. No, that 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 really just goes to show you the. There's a lot of talent coming ta- up. Yeah, but there's not only is there talent coming up, but the talent disparity between positions. Mm-hmm. Like overall, left field isn't notoriously a strong position talent-wise. Um, neither is second base. So it it shouldn't shock us that the even though these guys are putting up the best numbers at their position, there's other rookies at other positions that are better than them. Like, it's not that surprising the more I think on it. Agreed, yeah. All right. Uh, players of the month now. We have, for the American League, Jose Abreu. And for the National League, CJ Crone. CJ. LJ. Can uh, We did talk about Jose Abreu. Uh, yesterday, but do you have any thoughts on CJ Crone? Look, dude, mashed. I mean, this has been this has been an absolutely fantastic pickup by the Rockies. Hopefully, something that they can use to start building momentum towards building a really good roster in Colorado for Colorado long term. His numbers were ridiculous this month. Obviously, they got him for cores and for the style that they want to play. And he he's fitting the bill. Absolutely. Um, speaking of which, our buddy Graham Wallace did put out an article last month, I believe, um, about CJ Crone calling him the Crone Jewel of the Colorado Rockies. So, interesting. Uh, I like that. 
I will have to actually go back and read that. I, I must have missed it, but great for Jose Abreu, great for CJ Crone. Uh, if only Jose Abreu's MVP could be legitimized. I mean, with his performance this year, I, I think it kind of is. I mean, it always is. He played all 60 games. So, like, that's pretty. He had an RB. He had 60 RBIs, LJ. Like, he had literally, he averaged an RBI a game. That's a ridiculous pace. Frankly, I mean, and I'm not really an RBI had, guy, but that's crazy. Nobody really had the uh, sample size to win an MVP last year, except for one man, TBD. That is absolutely right. He was. He was a monster last year. PBD was everywhere. He easily logged 162. I can't find what like the other players that were receiving votes for player of the month. For whatever reason, they put it on the rookies of the month news break, but not the one where it's the players of the month. But that's weird. Okay. Uh all right. We have two more stories quick and then we'll get out of here. First. The Dodgers have passed the Giants in the standings, I believe, by a half game now, is it? Yes. And the Giants – oh, well, no, the Giants won today. So is it still a half – is it a half game now? Let me check. No, it's tied now. It is tied because the Giants just won. They're both 85 and 49. But it was the first time the Dodgers were in first place since April 26th, I believe. So, yeah, I mean, look, this is going to be a tough fight. We've talked about it before. But overall, the fact that the Giants haven't ever really gotten healthy hurts them a lot. Like, as much as they made really good additions, we've all been always been relying on the fact that they would get back to full strength. And if anything, it's felt like they've gotten more hurt than less. 71 runs is the difference between the Dodgers run run uh, differential and the Giants run differential which according to expected win loss that's about a seven game difference Dodgers even though they haven't stayed healthy the whole year have just had enough depth to just still carry them and that's that's what you need if you want to be a successful team every team that's won the World Series has had a very good amount of depth uh, to help them throughout the season. Absolutely. But, Why don't we go ahead and move on to our final piece of the night, Brandon? You can go ahead and tell this story, seeing you're the one who pointed it to me. Sure. So, very scary situation regarding the Yankees' long, long time radio announcer, John Sterling, as uh, the entire tri state area, I believe, got hammered with rain last night. Yes. Sterling was either on his way to work or was driving somewhere and got caught up in the flooded in the floods and his car was stuck. He was unable to move. Probably an extremely scary situation as he is now. How old is he? He's 83 years old now. So, you know, something that an 83-year-old certainly doesn't want to have to go through is getting their car stuck in flooded-out roads. So the Yankees' backup radio announcer, Ricky Ricardo, 
comes to save him after John called Susan Waldman as that's one of the only contacts he has in his phone, I guess. He has like one of those little, it's either an old iPhone or like a flip phone or something, not anything crazy. Called up her, she called up Ricky Ricardo. He comes down and saves John Sterling, gets him out of the car, gets him to a safe place. And Sterling said he literally saved his life. So a feel good story to end the show. I mean, just, you know, had something happened to John Sterling, I wouldn't be able to, you know, take the, the, the no, yeah, that, that just would have been too much, but thank you, Ricky Ricardo. I mean, I hope that that guy is the replacement for Sterling because I feel like him and Susan could actually have a very good, connection as well i know john and susan is unmatched and what they've done for so many years but ricky ricardo is you gotta if if you're a yankees fan and you weren't able to hear any of him in 2020 try to go and find some clips of him he's a real cool guy oh yeah he was really good anthony santander (laughs) i liked him a lot but look first off i'm gonna stop you on one point if John retires, so should he. So should she, I mean. Susan needs to retire with John. I'm sorry. And it's not a sentimentality thing. It's a fact that I think both of them are equally past their prime. And if one can figure it out, so should the other. Um, on that note, there's a lot to, to unpack here that is just so amusing and signs of their age. I mean, well, for starters... The fact that the first person that he could think to call was Susan Waldman in his dire time of crisis is just absolutely precious to me. Yeah. Uh, or Okay, so hold on. I'm reading the story on ESPN now. So Sterling and Ricardo both called the Yankees game at the Angels, right? Because they they still aren't traveling on the road. Ricardo said the game ended at 10. Ricardo had to stay late for a Spanish post-game show. Finally left the park. Water was up to his ankles as he left Yankee Stadium. And then Susan Waldman called Ricardo, uh, told him that Sterling was stuck just over the George Washington Bridge. So... Ricardo said, Susan, I'm on my way. I more or less know where he lives. I'll figure out where he's at and see what I can do. Ricardo called Sterling on the phone and kept him on the phone until he found him in one of the roughly 25 vehicles stuck in a flooding that covered the tires of most cars. Ricardo, who drives a Jeep, pulled up behind Sterling's car and helped him get out of the vehicle. He said it took them an hour to find a clear path to Sterling's apartment about a half mile away. All right, this dude is an absolute saint and a hero. Like, all right, not, not only does this seem like just the way he comes across and the way that quote sounded, it sounded very genuine. I'm on it. Like, the dude, the dude just went and say absolutely saved the day. But if you're the Yankees, how can you not give the job to him? Oh no, he's. I mean, if he's already doing the Spanish, uh, if broadcast. he's if he's already the backup 
for when John Sterling, heaven forbid, has to miss time and he's willing to go save John's life. Like, this is a man of integrity. And what I will, I think it's important, like, he's still actively calling games and doing analysis, but just in Spanish. I mean, he still is very knowledgeable about the team. So yeah, it's not he like knows the Yankees is almost as good as either of the, them do. Yeah. So, you know, that's, but just Ricky Ricardo, the absolute man. Uh, yeah. Not much more to say. Just real nice ending to the show today. But thank you all for listening to the MLB Daily Pod. Check us out Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at MLB Daily Pod. Play our trivia game on our Twitter as we now have officially one month until the season ends. Uh, Thank you for sticking with us the whole year, and thank you all for listening today. We'll see you tomorrow. See you manana. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.